You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. All right. Well, Cody, you kind of alluded to it um, in terms of Chiefs players having better second halves of the season. Which player has the most to play for in the second half of the season, do you guys think? I mean, Orlando Brown Jr.? I'm, I'm not saying there aren't other answers, but him, right? I mean, he's played mediocre and is trying to get a giant truck full of money. And I think in order to prove other teams, because I don't think that extension's coming from Kansas City anymore, in order to prove that other teams both are, because I think there's a chance they would franchise tag Orlando Brown Jr. again. So a team is going to have to be willing to trade for Orlando Brown Jr., give up draft assets, and then pay him a bunch of money. If he doesn't want to play under the franchise tag for a second year in Kansas City, he has to play so much better. He has a ton to play for, and it matters a lot for the team's success. But I think it's, I think it's Orlando Brown Jr. I'm not saying there aren't other guys because they have other pending free agents, but Orlando Brown Jr. has a lot to play for. Okay, so that's not the answer I was expecting you to give. So, Kayla, I want to hear... I thought there was an obvious answer, and I want to know if you have the same answer as me. I'm going James Winchester. He just got a contract this situation. Who the hell is he trying to prove? <laughs> that's obviously a joke. Um, Obviously, I'm going Juju. You know how I feel about our wide receivers. Um, I would love to see him get a contract extension. I think he... Can really prove himself in the second half of the season. He's, you know, slow. It's been a slow climb, but we're finally seeing some good production from him. And I am hopeful that he is with us in the years to come. The reason why I don't think it can be Orlando Brown Jr. is because as far as the Chiefs are concerned, I don't think there's anything he can do in the second half of the season that's going to get a contract extension in Kansas City. Maybe he's playing for a lot personally for himself to go get yes. a big deal somewhere else, but I don't think he's getting that extension in Kansas city. And the only reason I didn't have Juju as my top answer is because I think Juju is going to be highly sought after no matter what, like it's the exact opposite of Orlando Brown. Jr. I think the chiefs already would, they would resign him today if they could, but he knows the market. Take it, yeah. Market's so thin. So what's his impetus to do something mid season when he knows he can get a massive deal in the off season. To me, the answer is Chris Jones, which may sound weird for a guy who is playing so well that everybody in Kansas City knows they want to keep around beyond this season. But there are basically two options this offseason for Chris Jones is you restructure your deal, get a massive contract extension or the Chiefs trade you. Right. Those are really the two options. You're not going to release him to save the cap room, but you have to make a decision with Chris Jones and you know you want him here. The question is going to be, what is the dollar amount? He is 29 years old. We, we've kind of seen with, with Tyree Kill that the Chiefs that, and, and Tyron Matthew, that's sort of the age where maybe they're comfortable moving on from a guy, even if they think he has something left in the tank. But he's a difference maker on defense. And I think the Chiefs have a really difficult decision to make this offseason. But if he, 
if he continues to be this dominant, you kind of force their hand, don't you? I think he's already forced their hand. You mm-hmm. can't walk away from Chris Jones. What the hell is your pass rush without him? Mm. I mean, legitimately, you look, if George Karloftis had eight sacks right now and he looked like Micah Parsons, may, maybe you can make an argument. Maybe you can make an argument for trading Chris Jones to a different team in the NFC and letting him dominate for them and taking a top 15 pick, which you could probably get for Chris Jones from an NFC team. And you could make him their problem to pay. But man, similar to what I don't want to see what an offense without Travis Kelsey looks like. I do not want to see what this defense looks like without Chris Jones right now. You have to buy yourself more time to be good. I know. Look, I I am very firm. I, I would be pretty firm in this stance if I were a GM. There is almost no players you should give a third contract to in the NFL unless that player is Hall of Fame caliber. That's really it. That's that's my line. If you're a Hall of Fame caliber player, you can have a third contract with me. Patrick Mahomes, congratulations, you can have a third contract with me. And for Travis Kelsey, you can have a third contract with me. Chris Jones is playing better than Aaron Donald this year. I don't know that he'll ever get in the Hall of Fame, but I can tell you he'll show up on a ballot. And if you show up on a ballot, that'll show how long and for how well you played. Like, those are the guys you give third contracts to. Every other player, so be it. Move on. Doesn't matter. But if they three contract guys are guys like Chris Jones to me. I got a question for you guys. You mentioned Aaron Donald, who is, you know, the premier interior defensive lineman <laughs> in NFL history. What do you guys think is the age difference between Aaron Donald and Chris Jones? Ooh. Uh, I, well, Chris Jones is 29. Aaron Donald's, I'm guessing, 31? No. I don't know. It's kind of, but I know he was like thinking about retiring after last season. I'm like, wait, he feels too young to retire. Um, five years? Seven? It's- Okay, that's a big, it's three years. Chris Jones is 28. Aaron Donald is 31. Oh, I got Chris what? Jones age wrong. I got Aaron Donald age right. Good yeah. So, so what is weird to me is I didn't, I thought, I figured Aaron Donald was around the same age as Chris Jones. I think I was playing him younger. I was playing Chris Jones older. And so I'm starting to think, okay, well, can you give a contract to a guy of that age? Well, the Rams did. And I don't think they regret it. Nope. They I, seem, actually, they seem very fine with it, Nick. I'm not going to lie. They seem like, they might give him a fourth contract. Well, that's like the is, is the Chiefs. It's are you going to make a guy the highest paid player at his position twice? You already did it once. You gave him an 80 million dollar deal. 60 million guaranteed. His cap hit is 27 million next year. You, you're not going into next season with just letting him play out the final year in his contract. That wouldn't no. make any sense. You're either restructuring it or seeing what you can get for him. Or if you restructure it, though. I mean, that, that takes care of the, the, the uh, Orlando Brown Jr. situation. I wonder, can you afford to restructure his deal and give Juju a massive contract extension? Um, hmm. Maybe. I think you can afford two, Nick, but it, it cuts out Orlando Brown. This is the good news about Orlando Brown stinking is you might have talked yourself into, boy, we need that left tackle instead of Chris Jones. And you're like, no, if I'm paying someone $24 million a year, it's Chris Jones. And if I, if that means I, even if that means I can't pay Juju, okay. Like, I mean, I'd like to, but okay. Juju is a wide receiver who is available on the market for one year and $10 million. You try to find Chris Jones on the market at that price anywhere. It's not possible. At least it was plausible once at wide receiver. It might be plausible one day again in the future. Dominant interior defensive linemen aren't ever available on the market for cheap. Cody, have you ever thought about being a GM? 
no, I don't think so. <laughs> and not a lot of contracts over there. No, even, in, even in young days, I don't think so. I like to play GM though on the radio. Yeah, earlier this week, you said you were smarter than Major League Baseball managers. That's all, <laughs> all I said is that I, well, I said I had an advantage though. I was watching what was happening in real time and they were trying to figure it out from the bench. It's much harder for them on that that day, but they were wrong. And I was, they should just go to the clubhouse and manage the game. I'm not allowed to do that. Nick, there's a rule against that. (laughs) Many rules. Remember when Ned got in trouble for having an Apple watch on the sideline. And then, Oh, I don't know. The Astros cheated a bunch. They're trying to prevent that. Probably good call. All right. Well, guys, a name we didn't mention that I was expecting to hear is Trent McDuffie, who is finally making his return this weekend. What should our expectations be with him? By the way, he has not played since suffering that hamstring injury in week one against Arizona. Nick, go first, because I know I'm too bullish. So you should probably calm the waters before I dive in. (laughs) Don't be a liability. That's for this week, for just one game, don't be a liability. The Titans don't have anybody on the outside that scares you. So for a guy who has played not even two quarters of NFL football, that's all I'm asking of you. I don't need you to go out and look like a star. It's tough to do with that position anyway, unless you are Derek Stingley or Sauce Gardner. Rookie cornerbacks don't usually enter the league and immediately establish themselves as premier players at that position. And going back to even like training camp, it's not as though he was lighting the world on fire and turning heads and had everybody saying, wow, this kid's going to be an absolute stud. He's like most rookie cornerbacks. It's going to take him a minute. So I don't really have any expectations. Therefore, all I'm asking you to do is not suck. Don't be a liability. There are two other rookie cornerbacks. One was selected in the fourth. One was selected in the seventh. And both have had their moments so far this year. Now, Joshua Williams got burned a few times. And there are a couple times. Yeah, he looked like a rookie. I expect that just like I expected with Trent McDuffie. I would like him to finish the year as the Chiefs number one corner. And okay. I think he will. So well, the same answer as me. No, slightly different. Um, they have done nothing but put an incredible amount of faith in Trent McDuffie. It is very rare that Andy and Brett Veach and Spags to that point treat a player like this. They traded up for him in the first round. He was immediately a starter. Um, They could have kept veteran players and walked on all of them, even including this week. They let go of another when they could have protected themselves. I know it's about the entire unit, but I think it circles itself around McDuffie. They saw enough. They saw enough coming out of the draft. They saw enough in camp, and they saw enough in, I don't know, that three quarters he played in the first game. It seems almost bullish by them, but their insistence that he's so good has me confident he will be their best corner. For this game, Nick, you're probably right. One game, because he's coming off the injury for the first time, yeah. Just don't get burnt by... I, by the way, remember what like you want to do another uh, OG segment, Nick, for people who are listening to the show but have been listening to the beginning. You could probably do the same thing we did when we played that other team, and I don't remember which one. You're like these are 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 these actual wide receivers for the Tampa Bay box is what it was, or are these people yep. who don't exist in real life, or are these postal carriers? It doesn't okay. matter. Insurance guys, agents. Do you get yeah local insurance agents? Do you guys have any idea who's leading the Titans in receiving yards this year? Oh, man. Um, Five bucks on the line. Anybody can get it. Five bucks? Right. Uh, It's not that hard. It's not that. Derrick (laughs) Henry? That's actually not that hard. Rushing and receiving? 
He's third. Uh, Woods, Woods, right? You don't yep. pay me five bucks. Woods, right? That makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't okay. have money anyway. But yes, Robert Woods Sorry. is 256 yards. Hey, what's their rookie doing? Didn't they draft one? Traylon Burks? Is he, he, does he matter? 129 yards. Okay, so he's like Sky Moore. Got it. Doesn't, doesn't really factor into their offense. Yeah, uh, Dontrell Hillard is a running back, the backup running back, and he is the second leading receiver on the team with 144 yards. Wait, the but second leading receiver is 144 yards? The second I mean, leading receiver is barely better than Sky Moore? The equivalent of Tyreek Hill in three <laughs> football. <laughs> Tyreek Hill has three games with more receiving yards than that this year. Uh, dude, he has 170 yards in three games. So he has three games in which he has more receiving yards than the second leading receiver for the, for the Tennessee Titans. They don't even pretend to try and pass the ball. Uh, the last time you brought this up, though, Nick, was the Colts game. And look what happened. We don't talk about that game anymore, Kayla. I thought we put that one behind I us. I don't even remember that game. I've decided that, <laughs> I've decided that that game didn't happen. And I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist moving forward. I don't know what you guys need to do to forget it. Take an edible before dinner, before <laughs> bed tonight. Doesn't matter. Just forget it. That's the better way to that's the better way to live. Is it legal in your state, Kayla? You live in California. So oh, yeah. You're good. Was it ever illegal? Probably not. It's it's only legal medically here. You uh, The recreational is on the ballot for Tuesday. So I guess we'll have a chance here. Very hey, let's not get political, Cody. Come on. <laughs> because I said it was on the ballot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is this our go vote? Plug? Yeah, that's right. I mean, just generally speaking, voting is kind of important. So you should do it. So here he goes again. <laughs> All I said was vote, Nick. I didn't say for who or what. Fine, it's a sports podcast, man. That's a fair point. Well, I'll bring it back to sports. Nick, what you said about him not just not being a liability reminded me of Alan Bosley and remember the Titans. Oh, um, yeah. uh, Brian Gosling. That he, was quote, a liability. he was a liability at cornerback. Yes. So that's, I love that line. Never forget. Brian no, Gosling was he's a come, he's big come liability on. at cornerback. He's come a long ways, but people don't forget. 